0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word Broomgate.
1: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships. The ZDX has track tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at acura.com. Avery Howard here with Robbie. We love to bring you your Erasco versus Northwestern. Preview coming off the bye week. These are actually two teams coming off a bye week, and both teams coming off a win going into the bye week as we discussed last year. Nebraska hasn't done that since 2016, so hopefully some good momentum coming into this one. There's actually a lot of similarities between these two programs right now, both coming off the bye. Like I said, both are three and three, both teams with new head coach situations, obviously different environments (laughs) there. But when you look at this game kind of on paper, you guys have had some discussions this week with Northwestern Insiders before. Before we get to Nebraska, kind of what's the sentiment around Northwestern and the locker room and maybe how they view this game?
0: Yeah, I mean, Northwestern's obviously in a really strange situation this year, right? Because I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of thought, hey, maybe one, two wins this year the entire season. And obviously they've already exceeded that number. Now, it would be a mistake to think that they're world beaters, right? People saw that Minnesota game and the big comeback and they're like, oh, maybe Northwestern's better than we think I think that game had a lot more to do with Minnesota in that moment than it did Northwestern you know they're coming off of a kind of squeaking by a not very good Howard team before their bye week still a win I get that but it's a lot different than coming off of a win over a fellow Big Ten West opponent the way Nebraska has if if this Northwestern team wins honestly any more games on the way out that'll be a victory for them I think that's where the biggest differences are between Northwestern and Nebraska is Nebraska expects to win multiple games through the second half of the season, and they should expect that, right? They've got, you know, we always talk about these winnable games, right? Nebraska's not in a place where they can mark W's on the schedule before they play them, but – you can look at Northwestern and say, Yeah, that's a game Nebraska needs to win if they have any hopes of progress or making a bowl game or anything like that. Purdue, that's a game Nebraska needs to win. After that, you can look at it and say, Hey, you know, probably should beat Michigan State or can beat Michigan State, but it gets a little more competitive at that point. But you've got a couple teams right ahead of you if you're in Nebraska that you should expect to beat. Now, how do you come out and respond to that? Yeah. That's the big question, especially as you kind of mentioned, coming off that bye week.
1: Mm-hmm. On Northwestern's end, have there been any players mentioned when you guys were talking mm-hmm. this week, but also just kind of from what you've seen so far on maybe stat sheets or just some previous games that kind of stand out? We'll kind of get into how these teams break down, but sure. what who do you see on Northwestern
0: maybe being a threat? Yeah, so the big, the big question for Northwestern is going to be the quarterback position. Right. Ben Bryant's a little banged up. It's not totally clear if he's going to play or not. Um, I know Coach White talked about that a little bit yesterday in how, you know, Ben Bryant, and Brendan Sullivan both kind of play a similar style, but then you've got Ryan Helinski, who's probably the best thrower mm-hmm. of the group. He obviously had, um, he played last year against Nebraska, so there's some, some familiarity there as well. Um, that's a really challenging situation to be in if you're Nebraska's defense, is to really not know which quarterback you're going to be facing, really not have any idea what style that quarterback's going to be facing, because that's, you know, when Nebraska was kind of up in the air between Harburg and Sims, or at least seemingly yeah. was, you're basically preparing for a same type of guy. That's really not the case with Northwestern's quarterback. So that to me is going to be really key. Not even that One is necessarily dramatically better than the others, although Ben Bryant probably is the best Mm -hmm. in that group. I just look at it and say, hey, you really don't know what to prepare for, which could make things really challenging. On uh, some of the other players outside of the quarterback position, you know, I I like Cam Porter, the running Mm -hmm. back. He is averaging about four yards per carry, but overall, that running offense or rushing offense is not great for Northwestern. So I don't know how big of a factor he's going to be, but I do think he's a nice player.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that. In the Big Ten, both of these teams are kind of below the halfway point in terms of their offensive production mm-hmm. so far. I will say it's basically a complete op- opposite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> plan of attack, where Nebraska on the season rushing over 1,200 yards, passing less than 1,000 about 850, where Northwestern, on the other hand, is about 618, rushing to over 1,200 on the passing offense. On paper – This lineup for Nebraska seems to be in their advantage where although the offenses for both teams aren't fantastic, Mm -hmm. Northwestern is last in rushing offense and defense where that's clearly Nebraska's strong points right now. How does that maybe line up for a game for Nebraska to really have an explosive production or also even just fine-tuning – what we've seen on defense, and kind of continuing that momentum.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm really hesitant to call anything Nebraska does on offense explosive. Right. Like, I'm just – you know, even with a, a what is a – Opportunity
1: good, for explosiveness. <laughs> there you, there go, you go. Sure.
0: I, I think it's a – Um, it's a good matchup for Nebraska for sure. And, and, I mean, even if it wasn't a good matchup in the way that it is with Nebraska wants to run the ball, Northwestern's really bad at stopping the run, even if it wasn't that, Nebraska's better than Northwestern. Mm -hmm. Like, that's – even if it weren't for the coaching situation and all the craziness going around the program heading into the season, Nebraska's still more talented than Northwestern. This is a game Nebraska needs to win. Like, I know people – Kind of get hesitant about saying and, and talking that way about Nebraska because having been burned so many times in games right. like this. But the fact of the matter is, if we think Coach Rule has gotten this team to a place where y- you can trust them a little bit more in these situations, a- and maybe that's what we find out against Northwestern is can you trust them mm-hmm. in these situations? I feel like we found out a little bit against Illinois, but uh, Northwestern is not a very good football team, you know, so Nebraska should have opportunities to be explosive on offense, whether it's – I would imagine things closer to what we saw against, like, Louisiana Tech mm-hmm. and Northern Illinois, where some of the runs start going for, you know, 20-, 30-, 40-yard runs instead of just being limited to, uh, you know, those shorter games, yeah. those those 3- to 5- to 10-yard gains. I think you will start to see Nebraska – against Northwestern, start creasing some of those runs, whether it's QB run, whether it's Anthony Grant, whether it's Emmett Johnson, whether they get Billy Kemp Mm -hmm. Kemp involved in some of those uh, jet sweeps uh, in the run game as well. I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, maybe Jalen Lloyd get some carries as well. We saw that early in the season. I think you're going to see, like you said, opportunities for explosiveness, and I think they'll be able to take advantage of some Mm -hmm. of those opportunities because, again, Northwestern's just not very good at football, like, the, and they really struggle, particularly in the area, like you said, that Nebraska is strongest.
1: Yeah. So, coming off the Michigan game, that was a response game, as mm-hmm. we seem to be hearing. Coach ruled this past week, so we can't just play great games after being embarrassed. You know, Colorado, and then Michigan, and we both find ways to respond. So – I guess in my mind, I still see even though they come off a win against Illinois and they have a bye week, it still feels like this is another response game for Nebraska. And the reason why I also say that is because when you look at Northwestern's close win against Howard, 23-20, to Northwestern allowed 14 points in the fourth quarter, 21 in the second half. Nebraska also had an interesting fourth quarter (laughs) and second half against Illinois. So for both of these teams where I know both of them want to go four and three, not three and four, Mm -hmm. and also Northwestern's probably trying to make a tad bit more of a statement. Nebraska's trying to continue this growth. How important is the second half and the fourth quarter in terms of identity, you think, for Nebraska in this game specifically, knowing what Northwestern sometimes allows?
0: Yeah, I mean, Nebraska really needs to – kind of return to what we saw earlier in the season where they played dramatically better in the second half than they did in the first half. We didn't really see that against Illinois. Michigan is kind of an outlier because there's such a gap there between those two teams. So I kind of tossed that one to the side, not to ignore it, but just to say, hey, that's a different animal there. But with the rest of the games of the season, Nebraska has played better in the second half than they have in the first half, with the notable exception of Illinois. So it's going to be really interesting to see if, you know, you mentioned response games, if they can respond to their lack of execution Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter uh, against Illinois and really put this thing away against Northwestern when that time comes. The other thing that I'm really interested in that, that the coaching staff has been talking about this week is this idea of not, of kind of handling success, right? And I get that the North, the Illinois game didn't look great, right. but it was success, right? You beat a Big Ten West opponent it on the w. road. Yeah. Like a, a conference
1: win. win
0: on the road is win. nothing. Win. Yeah, win. just any win. wins, right? <laughs> is nothing to sneeze at in the place that Nebraska's at in their rebuild. So. Coming off of success, how do they handle that? Because you want to have a program that's not built on motivation, that's built on discipline, mm. right? That's the big difference. I think that's part of the reason I struggle with the the Colorado and Coach Prime stuff so much. It all feels like motivation. If you can't be disciplined within yourself, eventually the motivation leaves, yeah. right? You're not always going to be motivated. You can't always count on motivation. You can always count on discipline. Yeah. So this is, I think, where we find out, Has Nebraska been motivated, or are they now a disciplined football team?
1: Yeah, well, the last thing I'll kind of hit on here is Coach Sat said this week this is probably the most competitive and different-looking bye week he's ever been around It doesn't feel like this Nebraska team really took the foot off the gas, really. And I think this could be time where, you know, they heal some players, take a little bit of time off, kind of break a little bit. But it doesn't really seem like that's been what's going on. I'm sure there's been some limited hours here and there. But to hear that and to know that, you know, we saw a W against Illinois Mm – But that should kind of be our turning point from what we've seen on defense and that kind of stuff. When you hear that, what do you kind of maybe expect to see from this Nebraska team coming out of the tunnel and fired up kind of like they were against Illinois back at home to hopefully turn the corner on the season and maybe stack some of those wins?
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to some of the things we talked about before the Illinois game where Coach Rule says, you know, these guys were not playing loose. They weren't playing free. They weren't playing with the edge that we need them to. They're thinking about it too much. I expect them, if if things go the way I expect them to, if, if the bye week is an indication, I expect this team to come out and play fast and to play free and to play loose. And to me, that is an indicator that the bye week did exactly what you want it to. Yes, you want to get guys healthy. Yes, you want to work on yourself a little bit. But more, you want to play sort of stylistically, and I don't even mean scheme-wise, just stylistically the way that you're trying to because – if you can get it into your team that that's how you play you play fast and free and loose and with an edge then that's kind of a that's a culture setter and a mm-hmm. culture builder right there because you can you can interchange hey we've got a now we've recruited better players we can put put them in the lineup or this guy gets healthy and we can get him into the lineup when you get guys like Luke Reimer back and you can plug him back yeah. into where they belong and that just elevates your defense but if you're already playing and set the tone of, hey, this is how we play regardless of who's in the game for us, that's where you start to see consistency in terms of beating teams that you are more talented in. Let's be honest. Nebraska's more talented than Illinois. They're more talented than Northwestern. They're more talented than Purdue. I would argue they were more talented than Minnesota, but we didn't see, at least offensively, defensively, they played great against Minnesota. Offensively, they didn't play fast, free, and loose the way you need to. So you look at their schedule, and I get it changes Dramatically after this year, with the getting rid of the divisions and bringing in the West Coast teams, but they're still going to be half the league that Nebraska, just on talent wise, should be able to compete or be better than. So, being able to consistently produce that fast, free, and loose style of play, that edge. That's what's going to get you more consistent results. And then you can start upgrading the talent. And then you can start upgrading. You know, Coach Rule talked about hey, this isn't how Marcus Satterfield wants to call a game. This yeah. isn't how Tony White wants yeah. to call a game. This isn't how Ed Foley wants to call mm-hmm. special teams. But right now, it's what gives us the best chance yep. to win. As they continue to play this way, you can start, you're going to start seeing an evolution, I believe, of okay, we go from kind of reserved and conservative play calling to hey we're playing fast free and loose we can trust these guys to make the plays when we're a little bit more aggressive and as we move towards the style of football schematically that we want to be at because we've got established the style of football culturally how we want to be
1: yeah, and I know this feels like 100 years ago, but there is a sour taste in a lot of Husker fans and probably a few players on this team from last year's game against Northwestern. So a little bit of a revenge game, I would say, also for a good core of this team that was still here. So that's all we got for you today, Northwestern Preview. We'll be here next week for your recap and the preview for the next game. A heard at Sports Network production.